For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening and welcome to Game Face. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. I'm with my co-host here, Mike the Shoe Schumann. Uh, we are glad to be with you this evening. This is, you know, really a, 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 just a, a swell time for us. We really enjoy it. Um, maybe a little small background in the both of us. Um, Mike Schumann is a former San Francisco 49er, uh, Super Bowl champion with the 1981 uh, Super Bowl team. Also, uh, almost 30 years of broadcasting on ABC7 and uh, also covered the Warriors for many years. Uh, my background, been in the Bay Area for uh, pretty much all my life. Uh, been researching and studying uh, Bay Area sports for as long as I can remember. Uh, actually played uh, 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 football and actually been an MVP before. So um, with that in yeah. mind, I got my game face on, Mike. I know you got yours on. Why don't we get started? All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw this out real quick. I know you don't play golf, but uh, over the weekend, we had a live event. Uh -huh. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning squared off. Best ball in the front nine, alternate stroke on the back. Hmm. And we had one the previous Sunday with Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and uh, Ricky Fowler and a young player. And it wasn't that interesting. Uh, there wasn't any garbage being talked. And... Uh, but, and then you think, well, are these guys local? Tiger went to Stanford. Tom right. Brady went to Sarah High in San Mateo. Right. Phil won Pebble Beach like five times. And Peyton won his last Super Bowl at Levi Stadium, Super Bowl 50, when they beat the Carolina Panthers. So there's our local connection. There you go. Anyway, they all were kind of tight at first. Brady couldn't hit the fairway for eight holes. <laughs> then he had the shot of the day. He chipped in for about 150 yards. Okay. He relaxed. Phil was kind of uptight, and then he finally relaxed. It was Tiger's home course, so Phil really wanted to be Tiger on his home course. And Peyton Manning, like all quarterbacks, had game. He's like a three handicap. Tom was about an eight, and it was actually very entertaining. Well, Tom and Peyton were talking trash the whole time. Phil and Tiger were talking trash. Then it became a four-way trash talking. They raised over $20 million dollars for COVID-19, and it was just a fabulous day. And uh, it's almost in some ways, I could rather watch golf this way. Mic up the players, have one announcer as kind of the director. Have so, uh, Charles Barkley was on the sideline. He was calling out everybody. Brooks Kepka called in. Uh, Charles even said, Tom Brady, you hit the green, I'll give you, I'll donate $50,000. Brooks Kepka called in. Tom, if you par this hole, I'll donate a hundred thousand more dollars. Wow! It was unbelievable. Wow! Like I said, raised twenty million dollars, and uh, Tiger and Peyton won by one hole. They beat him wow. by wait a minute. Down to the final hole. They were up three, almost four. Phil made a bunch of putts to keep him in it, and uh, but very entertaining. 
And then Steph Curry piped in on Twitter and says, hey, I want some of this next one. So oh. then people started talking, all right, why don't we have Tiger and Michael Jordan take on Phil and Steph Curry? Wow, wow. And because we had two okay. quarterbacks, now we're, okay. now we're moving on to the NBA. Right, right. And I would love to see Jordan and Curry in the same place competing. Michael Jordan would talk him – into his grave. Well, with <laughs> well, this is the thing. You got the two of them on there. I, the reason why it's, it's entertaining also because, you know, th these are two North Carolina boys. You know, these guys are not, you know, from the big city, although they conquered the big city when they got there. So I think that in its own right is going to be entertaining. Now, back to your point concerning the actual match itself. Yes, it is entertaining. I mean, come on. You, you got two great quarterbacks and – these guys, you know, they, they know each other well. And I think the thing that's interesting about the match itself is that you kind of saw them really feeling, uh, feeding off each other, both Peyton right. and, and Tom Brady. I thought that was interesting. It, it also helps us to appreciate at the end of the day, you know, you know, Peyton Manning admires Tom Brady. He does. You can tell. Him. Yeah, he, he admires him. And, and Brady has a lot of respect for Peyton Manning. They do. I mean, I mean, they obviously had different directions in their careers, but you could tell when you saw them in that match. Okay, they were just two guys out there having fun, man. That's it. It was just, it was just, you know, they were they were out there having fun. It was like you said, it was for a good cause. COVID nineteen has affected all of us. The reason why we're having our our, our podcast this way now, um, I think in in the all in all, yes, it was very good. And yes, if they do manage to get Steph and Michael Jordan on the say, I will watch that match myself. Um, and you had four of the best athletes in their sports on in the same foursome. Wow. You know, Peyton and Tom considered one and two their whole career together. Right. Michael and Tiger considered one and two their whole career together. Mm. So it just had some, some uh, like you said, uh, it started out two on two, then it became all four giving each other grief. And Peyton won two or three holes himself. You know, two holes himself on the front nine. So uh, – Anyway, very entertaining, and uh, but I would just love to see Michael Jordan trash talking Steph Curry, because Steph really doesn't talk a lot of trash. And, no, he uh, doesn't. He, he, he just would ball. have to back it up, and yeah. Steph's got a better stick than Michael does, so he'd back it up with his play, just like he does in the NBA. So, yeah, and I know you watched the last two episodes of The Last Dance. Yes, I did, because I mean, one of the things that this documentary helped helped a lot of people who probably never saw Michael Jordan play understand why people consider him the greatest of all time. You watch his documentary and now you understand. You look, you see everything he did, everything he went through, uh, the way he treated people. Not everybody was happy with the outcome of the documentary. Uh, Horace Grant chimed in. Of course, Isaiah Thomas chimed in. You know, and then you have, you know, a couple of the other guys that, that basically related, you know, different stories about Michael Jordan, the person. And so that's what we got. We got a feel of, of what Michael Jordan, the person was. I was not really informed that much because I did cover Michael Jordan's career very closely. I watched it very closely. And um, a lot of the things they said about him, I already knew. So... I wasn't I wasn't that much informed, although I will say this much that I did not like 
the way he trash talked and, and bashed Horace Grant. And the reason why I didn't like that is because I, I felt like, you know what? Horace Grant is a phenomenal player. Right. And you look at the way the way Horace Grant contributed to those first three titles. Okay. He contributed. Yeah, amazing. they don't win those three without Horace. That's right. They don't. They don't. And the no. interesting thing is the documentary never pointed out the fact that the year that Michael Jordan tried to come back, okay, and play for the Bulls, and he, he and they got into the East Conference champion. And who did they meet? They met the Orlando Magic, and Horace Grant was on that team. Oh, that's right, and they beat him. That's right, and they lost. Michael Jordan yeah. lost. Okay, and and so to my point, I just I just kind of felt like that was one part of Michael. I you know you didn't really like about him because you kind of felt like you know what I understand that you're the greatest player. I get that. There's no question of your talent. There's no question of your skill. Okay, but you're not the team by yourself. Okay. Well, I think I think he thought he was. He called Horace a snitch. Yeah. Yeah. Or giving out information, and then uh, then Scotty Pippen was not happy with the way he was portrayed. So. No, he was not. He was not. I think if uh, there was wedges between Michael and these guys before, mm-hmm. those wedges got even deeper now. Afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. Because now you just you opened up Pandora's box. So right. <laughs> you're gonna- but it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. All ten parts and. Uh, I'm not sure if it was because nothing else was on to watch <laughs> or it was kind of interesting to see how competitive this guy was. Well, so, the, thing is, the thing is, you're right. The timing was excellent for it. Right. It was. Right. No question about it. Um, anytime right. you're in the documentary and there's another documentary, number one, you used to pass it. I think that pretty much says it right there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Michael Jordan, the NBA uh, is now talking to Disney about using their facility in Orlando, having a 16-team tournament. Uh, first two rounds would be five games. Uh, finals would be seven-game series. No travel, no fans. This seems to be the most fair way to do it. Now, a lot of teams we talked about last week who are on the cusp of making it to the playoffs, maybe you have like a 16 play-in, you know, to get to the final one or two teams. I don't know how they would do that, but – this way, you know, you're all staying in the same place. You're playing in the same place. There's no travel. And uh, 11 NBA teams have yet to open their facilities, although they can, and the Warriors are one of those. So a lot of players are already back in their facilities practicing. And I think the NBA is closest of any pro sport of getting back to work. And they're talking about here in late June. And speaking of golf, too, uh, June 11th, PGA Tour is back with no fans. So – we're seeing, you know, the teams come back. I like the idea of a tournament not resuming the season. Steve Kerr's already talked about that. They feel like the season's over. What do you think? I like the 16-team tournament. Well, this is my whole take. It's, first of all, I, I just got to chime in the fact that, you know, shoot, you and I, we, we've been around here a little while. The last time, the first time we ever heard about Disney, we were talking about Mickey Mouse. Now we're talking about NBA players going to play in their facilities and everything. I'm like, this company has just gotten enormous. Okay, but – I honestly believe that the tournament is the best way to go about it because it's like you said, and it's like, it's like Steve Kerr said, and like a lot of guys already know there is no season. Okay. I mean, come on, this, this is, this is gone. It's been gone. If you try to resume the season right now, what, first of all, what are you playing for? Second of all, who's going to play? <laughs> okay. Because more than half of the, the, the bottom feeder teams, they're not going to resume. Why resume for what? Well, that's just it. You know, why bother yeah. with that? 
then you'd have travel. So yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think you're right. I think the tournament is definitely the way to go. Um, I think, I think that also the the testing uh, protocols that they're setting up actually are very legitimate. I kind of looked that over and yeah. right because I want because my biggest deal was okay if you got this happening, you know how are you going to get these players in and out of here and people practicing everything and you know people not being able to you know you know come in contact and if they do come in contact what is that going to do you know all of that stuff i was just thinking about and i, I saw some of the way they're going to do the testing i thought well you know what this this might actually work um but yeah well, you have that but the players also have to say what's best for them you know and their families this am i going to risk myself like we talked about last week of getting COVID 19 because i'm playing with these guys well i think I you, my family. you think about the response that blake snell stated you know, right. him about Baseball. It, you know, yeah, he was talking about, hey, you know what? Because they, they want to reduce his, his salary. And he's like, well, look, you know what I'm not going to do? Okay, because I've already signed a contract. This has been a done deal. I'm not going to go out here and get the possibility of catching the coronavirus. I'm, I'm making less than half of what we originally agreed to. Now, i tell you something. Some people will say, well, you know what? He's being greedy. He's doing this. It's like, well, no. At the end of no. the day, Blake Snell is being Blake Snell. And i tell you something. It's easy to say that if it ain't you. Okay. 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 Right. If you're out there and you're risking your life, and coronavirus about to affect you. Hey, guess what? You would speak up too. Well, Major League Baseball too. I think they're the furthest away from getting back. They want to play 82 games and do revenue sharing with you know the players, and I don't know how that's going to work because you're not going to have fans. So uh, they're the only league that doesn't have a salary cap. So players are not going to take that. The players' union is not going to take that. And uh, the state and feds, I think the federal government, now are allowing foreign-born athletes to fly back to the United States. And we'll, we'll lump baseball and hockey together. 75% of the National Hockey League are foreign-born players. Right. 25% of baseball are foreign-born players. So I think hockey was done. But once that bill was passed, they're thinking, well, maybe we should resume our season, which would make no sense unless you're going to have a tournament like the NBA does. So I think Major League Baseball and hockey are the furthest away from getting back together. And uh, we both agree that the tournament in the NBA is the best thing around. Now, NFL, they say they are going forward 256 regular season games with fans wow. until somebody tells us differently. Wow. Their facility is going to open June 1st. Uh, and get this, 256 regular season games with fans – that's $5.5 billion of revenue for the owners, all right? So without that, and we talked about it, these uh, NFL owners can afford to miss a season and be okay. But that is a lot of money to lose. But they are, I'm telling you, they're heads down. We're going to play no matter what. And then unless the president says they can't, they're going forward with fans. But, you know, they're three months away, so things could change drastically. But I just think uh, – for the NFL, I think it's the, the most popular sport in America, and I can see fans going back to watch football. Now, they're talking about only 25% full of the stadiums, maybe only 50%. You know, as a fan, are you going to go? Are you going to risk getting COVID-19? The players, same thing, a locker room practice. So a lot to be determined, but we're seeing a lot of pro sports now are determined to get back their plan. Well, I think the other thing to your point is, you know, it's still, when you think about it, I mean, it's still, 
It's still in the testing phase. I mean, nobody, nobody's really ready to say, yes, we're going to do this and it's going to work and there's not going to be any problems. I mean, the first time one of these guys steps on that field and they get they contact, you know, somebody and they get COVID-19, it's like all of a sudden, whoa, then everybody's going to press the brakes again. Okay, because they know, hey, you know what? We did this because, you know, we wanted to get sports back out there. You know, we, we wanted to resume as we were, not to mention we're money-hungry billionaires and we want to keep our billions. But now all of a sudden, you know, we've endangered people's lives. And by the way, now that we've done that, we now we have to stand in front of a judge because somebody's going to come up with a lawsuit and say, hey, guess what? You know what? I did what you asked me to do and I followed my contract and now my health is in jeopardy because of following what you wanted. And guess what? Billionaires didn't really think about that at that time. Okay. Only thing they thought about is, hey, let's get our $5 billion. And that's the reason why this whole thing is very stupid. Okay. And I'll say this much. I'm a sports guy just like you, Mike, but I'll tell you something at the end of the day, I don't put anybody out anywhere at any time for any type of contact sports unless there is a, a proven vaccine. Because, well, at, and because that's a great point. The, yeah, because at the end of the day, you are messing with people's lives. Man, this is life and death. This is not something right. that you can come back in a couple of months and say, oh, well, you know, we goofed. No. Somebody's going to die if this happens and they're not coming back. Somebody well, is going to think. Yeah, it's a great point, and uh, especially in a contact sport, you get a cut, you know, which everybody does in a football game. You know, you could pick it up through that. And you talk about players suing fans. If fans come to a 49er, or a 49er game, hey, I caught COVID while I was at your stadium, they can come back and sue that. So you can have every fan sign a waiver. You know, so I, I personally, as much as I'd love to see sports come back, I, I think 2020 needs to be a wash. And just yeah. start back up in January. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. While we're talking about the NFL, Alden Smith was cleared by the commissioner to come oh. back. He signed with the Cowboys. Yeah. He hadn't played since 2015. Hadn't played a full season since 2013. Instead of 265, he's weighing 287. I'm glad that Alden's got another chance. I hope he takes advantage of it. But uh, it's be interesting to see a guy been away from the game that long. Well, it's interesting, too, because I believe a lot of guys had just wrote this guy off, you know, like, oh, well, you know, he's he put him in the, in the in the heap of, you know, uh, failures throughout the league. The guys that come in and, and, right. and basically and basically just fail. But no, no, we have not seen the last of Alton Smith. He is back. He is ready to play. Dallas has signed him. Good for Alden Smith. I hope he manages to keep his nose clean. I hope he gets out there and does what he does best, and that's cut down quarterbacks. And while we're on football quickly, Michigan's president, the University of Michigan, says they will not play football if students are not on campus. So for a major, the biggest public university in the world to say that, now almost everybody, every president of every collegiate team has got this follow suit. You can't have the same thing. And it's like you were talking about earlier. I think you either have to commit to playing the season or don't do it at all. Yeah. You can't start in two games in and go, hey, you know what, this isn't going to work, and then just shut down the season again. I just think you've got to get all your facts together, commit, and then go from there. Because college football, I mean, that supports every college campus, you know, in the world. So that's going to be interesting to follow, too. 
However, Man, I, I, see, I know you got some stuff on your mind. Well, yeah, I got a couple of things. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, failures of the, of the heap of the NFL. Did you hear that Ryan Leaf got arrested? Yeah, I saw that domestic violence. Henry charge? I think it was in Palm Springs, maybe. Or? Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting was that he was just on a radio, local radio station here and being interviewed because he's involved in some charitable causes because of uh, him, you know, trying to realign himself. As you right. know, Ryan Lee had a, a pretty stormed uh, past with the NFL, right. and, you know, got involved with drugs and some other things. And and he, he actually cleaned himself up a bit. It took some time. He cleaned himself up a bit, started doing, uh, you know, broadcasting and had. A, I guess he has a podcast. And then I read this the other day and I thought, yeah, I think it was yesterday. I saw it. I was like, wow, really? Like, man, that's well, great. ESPN hired him as a college football analyst last year, too. Right, right, right. Uh, so hopefully, how did how did the battery charge happen? How did, you know, uh, I don't know that, but hopefully, uh, you know, he can kind of. It was didn't involve alcohol or drugs again, and uh, you know, hopefully, he can continue to stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah. Then we have the situation concerning DeAndre Baker, uh, University of Georgia uh, defensive back standout. Actually, he got drafted by the Giants, I think. I don't know if he got drafted by them, but I know that he recently had some cronies, and I guess they went to a poker match. Yeah, this was and, a weird story. Yeah, yeah, it got really weird. It's like all of a sudden, I guess, I guess they were – He and his crony, I think, got taken before by this group of guys and then went back and maybe lost another 70 grand. And then they both came up and, I don't yeah. know, got for flying. And to your point, they were in a poker game. They lost a lot of money. They got a rematch game, continued to lose, and then decided to just rob everybody. Right there. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I, and I'm trying to understand something. Dude, you, you're, you're an NFL if you if you put your cards right and you play like you're supposed to, if you play six seasons in the NFL, you're probably going to be a millionaire anyway. So why would you? Uh, well, maybe he got his signing bonus and they got a hundred grand out of it, and he wasn't happy about it. Because <laughs> one of them was went to Giants, and I think it was DeAndre Baker, and he went up to work out up there, and they told him to stay away until he gets this resolved. Wow. So um, yeah, I saw that story. I was like, oh my goodness, and. Uh, so, uh, you're right, though. Yeah, he might have just thrown away his NFL career. Yeah, I'm like, dude, dude, that, that's not a good look. Okay, it's not. I mean, that just and, – and, and trust me, that's not the way you enter the NFL. That's not, that's not the way you do that. Uh, you need to probably reassess, you know, what you did, dude. I mean, come on. You, now, I mean, at one point you're wearing – the possibility of wearing an NFL jersey, and now you're going to be wearing gel oranges. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, for, okay for for a while because you basically did Grand Theft Larceny. Basically, that's what you did. So, right. Well, so, good luck to him. Now, I saw some uh, people talking about Giannis again in a Warrior uniform. I know you got something to say about that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. You know, we Warrior fans, we like wishful thinking. You know, we do. We like that. We like to. Well, after KD, uh, I think that spoiled a lot of. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So we figured we can get Giannis too, right? I mean. Which, I mean, I, I mean, the only way I think something get like rid that, of Clay and Dre, maybe. 
Yeah, but I, I think the only way this happens, because first of all, if I'm if I'm current, if I'm the upper office, I'm not giving up the core. I'm not. I'm sorry. That's just not gonna happen. Okay. Well, if I was gonna give up, I'd give up Draymond. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna give somebody up, you give up Draymond. Because why? Well, first of all, Draymond's been you know hard to deal with. Okay, he's he's a you know well, that and he's just run down. He's covering run down. His body's not what it used to be. So, nah, so I wouldn't not, have given him a hundred million. So. Would they, they gave him a hundred, didn't they? They gave him a hundred and would not have been able to give him that if KD would have stayed. So that's so. So now this is the thing. So that's why Draymond ran his ass out of there. Okay, well that's okay because you and I talked about this before. Okay, and I think you're right. Now I think that's kind of the reason why he ran him out of there because he's like, well, look, you know what? You're a much better player than me. Uh, you're obviously much more popular than me. And you're probably gonna get paid more than me, which means I probably won't get paid, and I'm probably right. gonna get traded after the first year of you, be, second year of you being here. So right. why don't you go? <laughs> okay, you know. Get so, and I, I just think, yeah, you know, uh, they'd have a tough time uh, working around their roster to get Giannis out here. It'd be the same thing when they got KD. They had those four guys, and then they lost their bench. You know, and that's really what carried them a lot in their in their uh, championship runs. So. No question about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first team is nice, but the first team can't deliver every single night. That's why you have a good bench. Right, right. You know, Sean and Iguodala, I mean, they just right. had such a great bench there for a while. So, right. I, if you were to ask me, I said there's no way they can get Giannis out of here. But if anybody can do it, it's Bob Meyer. So, and Joe Lego would be willing to pay for it. And uh, you got a feel for Joe. I mean, he builds a chase center and uh, losing – you know, a billion dollars there, I'm sure, this year. No concerts, no games. Yeah. You know, so – and I'm waiting to hear from the season ticket holders now with a lot of these sports, like, hey, where's my refund? Yeah. Because you, know? you got PSLs in San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. that, have been, that have been paid, and it's like, okay, right. you know what? Uh, Mr. York, where's my money? So, yeah. Be I, I think paid, we're moving paid for something, and I didn't yeah. get it. We're moving forward with our lives, you know, trying to get back. And uh, we talked about it. We're on that fine line of health and uh, economy. And uh, Newsom opened up the malls and churches and salons now. So we're slowly starting to get open. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sheltered in place till uh, <laughs> 2021. But uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, some states have been open and uh, some has increased, some hasn't. I think our, our lives from here on out are going to be wearing masks. I know you have to at work and uh, social distancing and just being really smart about it because I think COVID's here for a while until we get a vaccine. Oh, actually, actually, sir, you may want to rethink that. Saw a report today on Google that apparently they came up with a tentative vaccine. They tested it on 100 people. And guess what? They're saying it worked. And you saw where where's the vaccine out of? Yeah, it's 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 in Google. It no, in but I mean, is it from the United States? From no, 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 it's States? in China. It's in China. Oh, it's China. Well, I I said all along they if they created it in Wuhan, they had a vaccine for it. Also, they just wanted to see the United States suffer. So, yeah, but uh, I think I think that that I, honestly, I believe the vaccine's coming very soon. I don't I don't think it's going to last as long as people think, because I think at the end of the day this is just kind of a situation where, you know, it is what it is and we're dealing with it, but also there's the other side of it. The other side of it is that at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's a virus. 
okay? And viruses are meant to be stopped, okay? So that's what I honestly believe. I believe eventually we are going to get a vaccine and we are going to go back to normal, okay? Uh, but a lot of people consider you a virus, but you've never been stopped. <laughs> you know why I haven't been stopped? Why? Because my people like my virus. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, buddy. Believe okay. it or not, we've run, we've run out of time. We have. We have. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, game but, face. But as always, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once a week, game face, the Believe Network. Of course, you can see our uh, postings on Twitter. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. We're going to have just getting it started. We'll have some guests here in the future, and we'll just talk about what's going on in Bay Area sports. All right. So that's it for Mike the Shoe Schumann and Richard the Razor Ewing. Thanks for tuning in today with Game Face on Bleed Talent. Hey, you gone? No, I. I'm trying to stop recording, but it's not. Well, they'll do that one. And you got to say um, Believe Network. Yeah, I did. Believe. No, you said Believe Talent. Oh, that's right. Believe Network. You're right. Oh, that's a nice little picture. You dress up nice there, my brother. In a oh, man, don't, don't pay attention to that guy. That guy's 20 years younger. <laughs> Where's – I can't stop the, the video. Uh, recording. Man. Oh, there it is. Stop – Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.